From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. And it's a real pleasure to be joined by our CFL insider, Glenn Suter from TSN. Mr. Suter, how are you? I am well. I am well. I was very impressed, Jock, with the uh, Las Vegas hockey franchise and how they handled um, you know, their home opener last night. That was, that was special, wasn't it? it you know, it, it really was. And, and I know it's not a football topic, but uh, it, it reminded me of, of what sport can do in a real positive way, that, it, that it's bigger than the score on the scoreboard, you know, a lot of the times, that it, it brings communities together. It can help with the healing if, if a tragedy has happened like has happened in Vegas. Um, and, it's, and it's not just the pro level. It, it trickles through the entire thing. And this is not a political agenda. I know there's a lot of talk in Calgary these days about stadiums and mm-hmm. things like that. I, I'm not trying to push an agenda here. We're all trying to, you know, uh, process what happened and, and the whys and all of those things. In the meantime, the new Vegas franchise has a great ceremony with first responders, survivors, putting the names of the victims up. Um, you know, and I, I just, it reminded me of what sport can do to bring back a community, bring them together, uh, you know, rebuild the confidence in, in your community. And in fact, it even goes further for me because uh, I play on a beer league team, as, as so many of us do. Uh, every Tuesday nights we get out there and, and play hockey together. Have been for 16 years, same team. And uh, one of our newer players is a Brandon Manitoba native, but now lives in Vancouver, and was best family friends with Tara Rowe. And Tara Rowe was one of the women killed in Las Vegas. And over the last two games, the last two Tuesdays that we played, um, our teammates just sat in the locker room after after the game it wasn't about hockey and it usually isn't anyway um it's a chance to get together and sit in the room with a bunch of good guys and you know talk about life and but this in the last two cases we've had our teammate you know just just um you know talk about his friend that that is gone and and sort of get it get it out there and talk about it and you know it's it's not like uh you know, everybody's crying in the locker room or anything like that. It just it was allowing the teammate to express himself. And I, I texted him after. I said, listen, you know your teammates are there if you ever want to have a beer or anything. And he goes, you guys don't know how much it meant to me that you were there, that, that we got to play hockey. And it changed it. You know, it, 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 helped, it helps in the healing. And I thought, you know, that's amateur. That's, that's beer league hockey. And then last night watching Vegas, and I thought – this is, you know, this is an example of, of how important uh, sports are in your community, the arts, um, a place for people with common interest and, and a common team that they cheer for to go and be together. And, and in this case, to heal. And I thought Vegas nailed it. Put this into perspective, Glenn, because here is a professional coach, Rick Tockett, the head coach of the losing Coyotes, and his team got schooled last night, but after the game was over, he, he didn't say anything negative. He actually made some very positive comments. Oh, it was a great program. I thought the 
you know, the Vegas organization did a terrific job. The, the fans were incredible. It was, it, was a, it was a terrific thing to be part of. And, and I will say this, the Arizona Coyotes, so much class last night. They stayed on the ice after the game was over, after they got schooled in that game by Vegas, and they were there to salute the fans, too. I thought that was, uh, that was special. Yeah, absolutely. Again, you know, uh, I mean, we all want our teams to win, and, and, you know, believe me, the athletes are out there competing and, and are so competitive from a young age that it's just inherent in them that they're going to go and, and do their best to win games. But in the end of the day, there are times when it's not about the hockey. It's about bringing people together. It's about being united. It's about um, helping with the healing. And I, I, I remember going after the, the another tragic, and there's way too many of these, but the, the shooting incident in Denver in the movie theater. And a few days later, I was in Denver at a Tim McGraw concert. And Tim McGraw walked out on the stage with a jam full stadium, football stadium. And he said, for the next three hours, we're going to help come together and, and let's heal through music or begin the healing through music. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd never seen a more emotional 80,000 people. Like our section, people were crying, they were hugging, they were dancing with each other. And I'm sure that was happening in Vegas last night. I mean, I think, again, sometimes it's that gathering point for communities with common interests, and then it can help you rebuild and help you grow and help you come together. I, I just I, I look at it at a bigger picture. Sometimes it's not about the score or the, the amount of goals on the score clock. Sometimes it's so much bigger, and last night was. Appreciate those comments from our CFL insider, Glenn Suter, talking about uh, what a great job Vegas did last night with an NHL franchise debut with the Golden Knights. Okay, let's talk some CFL because this was a huge day in the Canadian Football League today. This was the CFL trade deadline day. (laughs) Okay, the cricket sort of sums it up. (laughs) That's outstanding. Um... I was quite surprised. I have to tell you, um, that was um, that was uh, a little surprising to me, and uh, I, I can't quite get my head around why Montreal was so quiet. Um, you know, I, I look at a Montreal roster that if you go through the key players on that team, their entire offensive line, their key players on defense, their three or four starting receivers on offense, all over thirty years old, and. I, I have to believe that there were teams that are in the middle of playoff runs right now, uh, positioning themselves for playoffs that could look at a John Bowman and say, you know, we could make a deal for this veteran who probably has maybe a year, maybe he comes back to camp next year, maybe he doesn't, but for the next three or four games of the regular season and into the playoffs, boy, what a great veteran player to have in your locker room. And nothing, nothing out of Montreal. Um, I, I, it almost, it almost makes you wonder if ownership there has said to Cavis Reed, we don't want you to do anything. That's, that's sort of what you take away from it. I agree with you. Uh, and, and if that's the case though, then why not fire him right now? Yeah. It's a great question. I, you know, I, I do, I mean, they have a few games left in the regular season that don't matter. Um, I, I think they have to do everything they can right now to, Every day matters in building for the future for next year. And I I honestly believe they would have got at least a couple of positive headlines if they trade a veteran that they know is at the end 
and in that 30-plus category for a draft pick, uh, you know, a fourth round or a third round Canadian draft pick that they're going to get an offensive lineman next year to help one of those, be one of those building blocks for the future. Um, to fit status quo, I, I don't get it. I don't get it out of Montreal. And then there was Zach Caleros, and that's another story. I mean, you can make an argument for both sides there, for no trade and for a trade, but the Montreal doing nothing, that one I don't get. 